Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 202, and today we are going to be talking about the sandwich generation, and we'll I will get into what it is. Uh, but before that, let's check in real quick. Aquí con mis co-hosts, Irene Vero, como andan igual de cansadas que yo. Cansadísimas, way. Of course, I think we were off air just giggling about how exhausted we are, and dang it, the green room proved it to us. Las ojeras, the extra can. I don't know. I'm just. Why are we recording first thing on a Monday morning? We just. <laughs> We want this punishment. We want it. Yes. Mondays. We're like, Ay, some, yeah, we, somos dedicadas. No voy a ser locas. Somos dedicadas. Y qué bueno que nos estamos aquí para apoyarnos. Si no, yo digo, mental health day. <laughs> Let's not que dormir. I But know. Good, Ceci. I know. Que te iba a decir. Um, yeah, totally a Monday. I mean, were, were you going to say something? Yeah, you get see my new tattoo. Oh, oh my God. Wait, I love it, it. Wait, is it real? It's fake. It better be real. <laughs> it looks cute, enough. huh? It does look cute. It's fake. It's my daughter and I get these tattoos that say I'm enough when we were going to go to the Taylor Swift concert. And they're so cute, right? They look really real. The sad thing is that se lo puso mal ella. <laughs> and she like put the thing on the little sticky film. <laughs> so she ended up with no tattoo. And I've got this tattoo Aww. for a week and a half. I found this like other spare que le pusimos that was cute. Ya se le quito. But it looks real. Amazing when I get a tattoo there. Doesn't it look cool? You it should. Cute, I think yeah. that looks really cool. I mean, hers probably look like Tiaveros over here that says, what does it say? <laughs> oh, Irene, remember that? Remember that yeah, story? That's a great <laughs> remember story. Remember that, dude? That, that's a great <laughs> story, Vero. Ay, Diosito Santo. But yes, Ceci, please take it away. It's Monday and we usually don't record on Mondays, pero aquí estamos because we're consistent and we want to deliver your weekly episode. So aquí estamos today again. Bravo. Like I said, we're going to talk about the sandwich generation and like, what does it mean? Uh, why is it the sandwich generation? And I think this is kind of like a, a phenomenon, I guess, that we've been kind of hearing a lot lately. And and we keep on hearing like, oh, you're because you're a sandwich, you're a sandwich. And like, what does it mean? And it really, it means that we're uh, it's called a sandwich because we are right smack in the middle of one on one side, raising our own children and on the other, taking care of parents that are aging that might have an illness uh that have you know need help with retirement be and you know we, we become drivers essentially caregivers to the parents that are aging and so that's why we wanted to talk about that today and i think we've hit a little bit of this in different episodes in the past but today we want to like full-on dedicate this conversation and many people don't talk about it it's just like one thing that happens and nadie te dice verdad And so with that, I think um, I just wanted to get kind of, um, you know, get started on the conversation. And um, before I, before these like recent times that we've been talking about it, have you guys, had you guys ever heard about, you know, the sandwich generation or anything like that? I don't think I had heard it like labeled something. I just knew that it was like this odd moment in life where you're just handling two different parts, aspects of who you are. Because obviously our parents raised us and then we're here raising children. So that's an odd place in life where you're just like, that you just are pulled in two different directions. And obviously there's are people that are like 
it's like your little heart that's outside of your body, right? Your parents, they're then, your kids are your little hearts outside your body and then your parents are the ones who gave you life and it's this odd position to be in. So I just never heard it called sandwich generation. Maybe for Rasa, we should call it the torta generation. For real. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, okay, I've never heard of it, but I damn sure knew that I was the meat, the cheese, the frijolitos, aguacate. No, I was in the way? middle. I didn't know that it was called the el sandwich chilito. generation. El chilito. Tú eres el chilito, Irene. Yeah, I love being the jalapeños for sure. You know? Pero no te lemas el label. No, no, pero I, I like que, que la, la traduciste a la torta, ya. Yeah. So we'll go with torta. Somos la generación de la torta porque estamos en mero en medio. Somos la carne, el aguacatito, el chilito, la crema. You know, if you like your, your torta con crema. Uh, porque estamos en mero en medio, right? En mero en medio, taking care of our kids, taking care of our parents now. And it's like, it's hard and it's exhausting, right? It's exhausting and... Nadia nunca nos dijo, you know, that we were going to be doing this eventually. I guess it's just part of growing up and the things that you realize, okay, you know, now my parents need help with this. And then us being first gen and being in this country, then it's like also being there more because, you know, perhaps the language barrier, um, speaking with doctors and, um, you know, sometimes they do bring, you know, now now it's mandatory right for for when they go to hospital visits or doctor visits i should say that they provide an interpreter but a veces no es igual a veces no es igual you know um for me i acaba de tocar last week that my mom had a, a a a video conference with her doctor and then she interpreted one thing one way and so then when i'm like you know what let me let me email the doctor and ask and so once he explained things to me i'm like okay mom it, it was like this you know no 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 fue así so it's definitely one thing that, you know, no one told us, no one trained us, but it's just kind of like part of life. And, and, and it's, yeah, one thing that that we are experiencing, I think all three of us hemos hablado de que, you know, que vamos a llevar a, you know, nuestra mamá al doctor o al, al, papá, al papá. And, uh, you know, we're calling these places for our parents and it's on top of everything else that we have already stacked up, you know, our careers, our business in our case, uh, nuestros niños, their activities, but then like doing that, you know, going that extra mile, I guess I should say for our parents, because they all, they also need our physical and mental support. 100%. I'm the youngest in our family, in my family, where my siblings almost tres. And I felt that like my sister got married young. She kind of, um, ended up moving next door to my parents. So my parents live in La Casita, and then yes, ellos viven in La Casa del Lado. So she, um, after being married, I think three years, four years, she moved there. My, my, my dad had was renting the house, and he's like, you know what, they're going to move. Why don't you guys move in? It'll be perfect. You know, you don't have to worry about the girls, you know, the, your babies having to look for daycare. Aquí cerquita, your mom will help. You know, we'll help as much as we can. So with my sister, I feel the fact that she was the oldest, the fact that she was living next door to them, the fact that, you know, she was just really accessible. Um, and then the fact that my brother soon after went to college, you know, in the Bay Area and didn't come back. And then me, you know, a few years later, a few years later, I also moved away to Santa Barbara. The, uh, the, the responsibility, I don't want to say it's a burden, but the responsibility fell completely on my sister. So she's been sandwiched since since she was like in her mid-20s, you know? And, you know, and it's uh, progressively, you know, my parents became more dependent on her. My parents are the ones that had, that 
they refuse. They're just like, se entienden el inglés, pero they will not speak English, right? Um, so she's had to translate documents. I think she's been the one with the big responsibility since she was a kid. Um, and yo no me daba cuenta when I moved back from college and we moved back in 04, I, I noticed. And for me, I was like, yo soy independiente, leave me alone. I work. I don't have flexibility. I can't do this. You know, that's your, that's you, that's your job. But slowly but surely, I could tell that she was just like, I'm done with this shit. I'm tired. I have my three kids. I have my work. I have my husband. I have my, and now I still have to take care of my parents on top of that. Like she was ready to kind of relieve some of that extra work onto, onto me. But I was like, que suerte de mi hermano, right? De que él está allá and has no idea. I mean, in his mind, I'm sure he says like, I have the perfect solution. Why don't you guys just do this? The thing is that, when you're not in it, it's really hard to dar una opinión en ese sentido. Like, why don't you try yeah. X, Y, or Z? Because right. that shit's hard. You go in and you're trying, and then the worst part is as that you go in every time, you know, you start noticing that your parents' health is declining, that there's things that they can do for them and they can't do because of age. And, you know, depending where they are really in their health-wise, the options are become more and more limited. And the fact that you're seeing that, sucks and now that i'm a mom seeing three you know four kids i keep saying three seeing four kids <laughs> galilea was like somos cuatro <laughs> <laughs> seeing four little beings so full of life and then seeing the two people that like gave me life kind of hitting that end of the road ah te mata you know you're just like i always feel like I, it's, what is it, you know, they always say it's, it's harder for a parent to lose a child right. than a child to, you know, than a child to lose a parent, right. you know? And I feel that that's some shitty shit, <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty shit, because we've known our parents our entire lives. Like, yeah. I'm going to get all emotional, yeah. but imagine losing the person that you rely on, yeah. that you count on, that yeah. have given you the support. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That must be so hard too. Right. Anyway, but it's hard to see both ends of it. So yeah, so pretty much it's like, it's really hard to see that. And it sucks when you see that one person carries most of that responsibility and that many times family isn't willing to help, especially if you have other siblings, they'll make the family an excuse. Well, I have little ones or I have this and you don't and you can do it. Or I have more kids than you, you know, or I have a job. We all have things. We all have, you know, responsibilities, but it's a shared, our parents are a shared responsibility amongst everyone. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, shared. We, that's one thing siblings should look at it because, como dices tú, uno, because the distance and, you know, they're not there, they're not involved, pero no se vale que le caigan toda la responsabilidad nomás a un sibling, you know, and that's why I think having meetings, and I know that's not, that's not something that is, um, you know, taught in our culture, like, you know, like family reunion or, I mean, a family meeting, who does that? Like, it's not something, but I think it's up to us, like this generation to make it and make, you know, normalize it. Like, okay, this is happening with mom or this is happening with dad. Let's sit down. Let's have a discussion. What are we going to do? How are we going to all help? Um, if one sibling can't be there physically, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to maybe pay for a caregiver or que vaya ayude uh, or you know what I can't be there and go and get groceries physically pero para eso está you know uh, Instacart and things like that so I think it's 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 up to us to 
normalize those things, start having these conversations with their siblings. Porque si no hay tension, right? Hay tension and there's drama and then it's like uncomfortable with your siblings and how do you have those discussions and like no se vale. I just shared with you all this picture that I found when I looked up Sandwich Generation when we started talking. I um I thought it was really cute. It was like these parents and they're in the middle of this sandwich and the older people is like on a wheelchair with a cane, the mom and the dad. So the dad's in a wheelchair, the mom's in a cane, pushing towards the sandwich. And then there's the little kids, like they have a young kid, headphones on with a backpack, the boy and the daughter, and they look young and they're pushing towards the sandwich. So it's like you both talked about sort of the pressure and what raising your or raising, I guess you are raising your older parents, caring for your older parents and the pressure and checking in and being there. But then there's the pressure that comes from your kids. And like being there for them and supporting them and their schedules. And sometimes that takes you away from being a good daughter, but you don't want to not be a good mom. So the whole sandwich concept is that you're kind of being pushed, smashed in the middle from the young generation and the older generation. Uh, and I just thought that was such an interesting graphic. So I wanted to talk about it and I wanted to share it because the sandwich concept comes from both sides come with their level of pressure and guilt and having to be there and having to do it for both sides and that's what you signed up for sometimes when you sign up to be a parent you don't realize your parents are going to age and they become almost like kids again and you have two sets of kids and i don't mean to insult our older generation but it does feel like that with my mom particularly i think my brother who stayed and lives with her and is two years older than me we're the babies of six and he has the very real burden of he deals with my mom every single day and they are like grumpy and grumpier and loving and loving <laughs> That's not a word. They, their dynamic is interesting and I can take it in doses and I can, and I feel it and I see that they, they are interesting. You know, they're 38 years apart and he has a daughter. He's definitely in this sandwich effect too. And he's living with his mom and always has, and he took on the burden to care for her. And I remember many years ago making the conscious decision of helping my brother without saying I was going to help my brother. And I think that's important if you are a sibling. So if you're just the only one, then my goodness, te considero. Like we're all coming from multiples. There's three of you and both of your families. There's six of us. I will say though, though there are six of us, two are kind of like out in the world and not really a part of the family. So there's really like four of us that are engaged and two of those kind of live far. And then there's me that doesn't live so far. And so I made an a conscious effort to be there for my brother. And again, not telling my brother. And I think for the siblings of the world, like it's important to do that. And Vettel is somewhat doing that too. She says, it's easy for the brother that lives far away to have opinions, but those that are close really have to be play team, whatever that looks like. So there is intention. Like Ceci said, my family probably wouldn't have a family meeting. We're not that kind of family. Like we just are not that kind of family. And there's so many generations between us and there's so much damage and baggage and everyone has such interesting relationships with their moms. I think I've cried on the podcast before. Maybe we weren't on the podcast, but I've cried to you, my partners, about how like some of my siblings, I feel straight up don't even like my mom. So that's in and of itself an issue. But I have tried to be more there for my mom. And I will say trying to be more there for my mom first as an effort to be there for my brother without telling him paid off. Like it paid off and I have been able to support my brother, my brother and I, and our relationship is better without having to say that it's better. We treat each other with a little more respect. We are there for each other without having to call on each other. And I think it's because we have this common denominator in my mom and we don't have to brag and boast about anything. We just show up. And I know certain appointments, he knows certain appointments. I have certain commitments to my mom. Like I'm her hair dyeing person, you know, like there's these little things that, and he's her 
you know, pick up the medicine person and I'm her, take her to buy maxi pads, not because she gets a period, but because she might pee a little, you know, like I'm that person for my older mom. And I have a great relationship with her eye doctor that he used to have a great relationship with. And now I don't think my brother's had to take her to that appointment in like two years. So it's a beautiful sort of symbiotic relationship when you can get it together with your siblings, whether it's spoken or unspoken. My brother and I have always kind of been like cats and dogs, like my mom says. So I love that as adults, we just do our thing with our mom and we're helping each other and it's just happening. My kids, which I really love, the last thing I'll say about that is they're watching the relationship I have with my mom also unspoken. It's also unspoken. It's all in the example. And I think it's beautiful because deep down, do I want them to catch what I'm putting down, which is, yeah, you show up for her. She needs help. She can't see. She needs patience. We need to make time for her. We need to be calling her. We need to have a relationship with her. And I wasn't going to make it to Mother's Day this Sunday. We were going to have this thing at one of my brother's houses with the big pool and all this stuff. But my daughter was really sick. She was really sick on Saturday, like slept all day. And I'm like, I'm not going to take my sick kid. She's not going to be able to get in the pool. She's going to watch everybody else in the pool. So I told my brother I wasn't going, but I hadn't told my mom. And I was like, oh, I got to call my mom. I got to call my mom to tell her. And then my youngest, my 11-year-old was like, that's so sweet Like that you want to call your mom just so she knows you're not there tomorrow. Like, You want to tell her so she's not worried about you. I was like, yeah, she just, I'm sure she's expecting to see me. And we were supposed to see each other for Mother's Day there because I mailed her something on the 10th. My sister was going to come see her. And again, unspoken, I didn't want to take the limelight. I didn't want to take the shine. My sister came from far away to see her. So I didn't show up like I planned to. I just Instacarted her stuff. And I said, I'll see you on Mother's Day. And then I didn't see her on Mother's Day. And she went with my brothers to be with them. So now I got to take her out this week. But unspoken, you're a sandwich. It's in the middle. I think you have to show up for your siblings. And then you got to show your kids all that pressure they're giving you. But take time away from your kids for your parents. And you're doing it. So I see you're doing it. Pero para que te vean. Para que vean que damn, down the road, that's probably what it's going to take. Like, They're going to be in the cane. My mom's going to be in the wheelchair. My mom's going to need support. My mom's going to have her siblings all pass. Vettel just had her beloved tío pass. Están triste. They have to mourn their siblings. My mom is almost the youngest of eight. There's one younger than her, and there's only two left. Six have passed. You know, it's such an interesting generation being there for the older generation, and it's good for the youngins to see it. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're leading by example. Ellos están dando cuenta, están viendo, están observando the, 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 the care that we're giving our parents, you know, because that's, that's essentially what it is. We're becoming caregivers and, you know, drivers y este, shoppers. And uh, thank you, Instacart, porque también yo, yo no estuve allí el día y también le mandé, you know, unas cositas y sus flores por Instacart. Um, you know, para, es, para eso están esas aplicaciones. But yeah, I think, um, I mean, um, I was saying earlier, like, you know, que las meetings, but yeah, there's some families que no, que no, you know, some siblings no están or they're just out of the picture and, you know, they have different relationships with their parents or maybe a non-existing relationship with their parents. So, it, it, it toca, toca some siblings that are there and that are more willing, but yeah, I liked what you were saying, Irene, que it's an unspoken help that you're, you've been providing your, your brother, um, I know that with some of us living like more far away with from parents, it falls like on one on one sibling. Like I know my parents rely so much on my on my sister because one, she lived with them for years and years and years, and now she's she's still like they're living in in close proximity. Whereas like they don't, they're not gonna pick up the phone and say, "Hey, we need X, Y, and Z" to me because they know that I'm further. Like there's no way. Um, but yo les digo, and he, he then this is one thing actually that also comes up. Um, I one of you guys said that 
they become kids también los los papás right they want the attention um me ha pasado um me ha pasado en como en dos ocasiones and yesterday yesterday me pasó with my dad so i was there on saturday we went to my my brother's son's first communion little celebration and then i ended up staying the, the night with the girls and my parents and i was there and then yesterday i was getting ready to come home um to luis and, and the dog <laughs> but i was getting ready to come home and i had you know done my little thing with my mom in la mañana para you know cambiarla and all that and then my dad starts saying like es que no hay comida and i'm like what no hay comida and i was like yeah there's this for this for sandwiches and that and i was like dad you know what it's not fair that right as i'm about to go you start saying that you guys need all these things where i've been here since yesterday all these hours and you could have easily said hey we're in need of x y and z you might like vale. like, you've done this in the past Con todo el amor del mundo. you know i was like i wasn't alterada ni nada. but i was like no se vale that you do this right as we're about to leave so that's not cool I'm like is there something that you urgently need and he's like no i'm like okay so Hagan su little lista de lo que necesitan y ya. Either Manny or Diana can get, get it for you. I'm like, oh, yo con gusto, Max, se los ordeno. I'm like, I've, I've done that all the time. Like, Instacart les llega fácilmente. So, ya no me se quedó. And I was talking about this with my sister. And she's like, yeah, they did this, the same thing to me the, the day before. You know, this, this didn't happen. And like, es que son como niños, como que they're craving, like, the attention. And like, you know, nos vamos a ir. And like, they still want us to, um, to keep us longer. And that's their little tactic, según ellos, para to keep us kind of longer. But. I'm like, I think maybe we, we tell him, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave in ha half an hour. Uh, is there anything you need in this half an hour? Porque no se vale que al momento de irnos nos digan, you know? Okay. Pero eso es como niños, güey. Exactamente. Exacto. Like, with our kids, if you're at the park and, like, if you tell them, we're leaving now, oh, berrinche, right? Tantrum. Yes. No, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yes. Or, like, five more minutes. So, y empiezas el relojito, right? You start your little clock. You set a little alarm. Okay, when, when it rings, you know, it's time to go. So that's wise. That's, that's, you kind of have to just do it for both. So I feel you so much on that, Ceci. But I think two things that you girls brought up right now, you girls, you mujeronas brought up right now, is that relationships, right? Having that relationship with our parents. Um, now that we're parents, now that we're mamas and we have, you know, our esposos que nos ayudan, it's, it's key to what kind of relationship do we want to establish with our children? And it starts desde chiquitos, desde pequeños. Not only do they do they observe what we're doing, how we behave, how we treat our elders, how we treat the people around us, but how do we engage with our own children? And I think that a lot of that, if we don't have a good relationship with them, if we do not try or even make the effort to do that, ¿para qué chingados van a querer venir a vernos when we're older? Why are they even going to want to say, okay, mom, you know what? I'll drive you to the doctor. I'll take a half day. I'll do this, you know? It's like, how can we expect them to engage with us and, and take care of us or, or help us, right? When we didn't put in that little effort to build a relationship where they can, you know, are willing, not, not can, but are willing to give back to, you know, the parent. So I think that really made it, when you both set relationships, it came up. It, it's one of those things that's going to be so essential to if you want your kids in your future you know our job is to raise them our job is to make sure they're good little humans and you know if they go and they they spread their wings and you know sometimes they only come home for christmas that's great right at least they come home once a year but if you want that active engagement where that you see them more often or they make that effort to come out and help you 
right now is really when you establish that and showing up for them. That's so true. So true. It's so interesting too that like the other part of the sandwich is like being a parent to your kids, like being a freaking parent to your kids and your parents have opinions about how you raise your kids. You don't, you're not going to do it how they did it. You are stuck between their generation style, your style, and the fact that your kids are now like these wannabe Americans. <laughs> they are Americans. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like this weird divide. And so I wanted to bridge a little bit to like that divide. Like I have this incredible teenager. He's 16 and a half years old and he is such a normal teenager in the respect that like quotes, right? Whatever normal is, because everybody's different, but he is such a teenager. And I just, oh, I love it with everything it comes with. And just Saturday, I was telling Diego driving home, he asked permission to go somewhere. He was already out. I guess he had come home because he had had some and he got soup and texted me that he liked it. But he had been out to the beach and he asked to go out to a friend's house. And um, without thinking, I just said yes. And I, re I told Diego, I remember like two years ago when we first really started letting him go out and stuff and the pandemic started to cool and he's a freshman trying to find his way with friends that me daba the EBGBs to let him out. I was more like my mom. I couldn't sleep. I wanted to track his location. I couldn't relax. And then that just went away. And I'm like, to the point of now, like, like we don't even have our like ring light up, whatever those things are called, that doorbell that has a video. So I don't really know what time he comes home. We're going to put it up eventually. Um, and I'm telling Diego this story on Saturday. Like, did you think we were going to be this lenient? Did you think we were going to be like our parents? Are we trying not to be like our parents? Are we too naive? Are we too kind? And he's like, like I've always said, Isaiah's earned it. He's a great kid. He does his thing. He gets good grades. He's social. He's respectful. He helps around the house. Like the minute we need to reel it in, we reel it in. And he hasn't tested us, challenged us because our parents had arbitrary rules. And I'm like, really? Yeah, you're right. You know, they were strict for being strict. He's like, yeah, this whole thing about... Why can't you go out two days in a row? You went in on Saturday, you can't go out Sunday. Like, literally, why? Why, mom? Oh, you went to that quinceanera last weekend? You're not going to go to that quinceanera next weekend. He's like, why? Like, my parents were unnecessarily strict, and I also did to carry my business and had good grades, and I was a good kid. Like, why tell me no? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. We've never had arbitrary rules. Like, if he has a social life, if he's out, you know, spring break, he's out every day, whatever, whatever. I'm glad you went into that story. I'm glad you shared it because it just kind of gives you that idea that here are these people that we're, we're raising, here are the people that have raised us, and that the way we communicate with them, the way we discuss things, we want there to be an established level of trust that if our parents get news that they're not well, we want to know the truth, right? If our kids are having a hard time or they're experiencing new things, we want them to be honest with us. So that's another perfect sandwich where, you know, sometimes we say, dime la verdad, tell me the truth, no matter how hard it is to, to, to take it. And sometimes it might be really tough, but we've kind of had to stand strong and be like, okay, I'm okay. It's going to be all right. You know, it, things could have been worse, but we could, things can always be worse, right? In Espanol. Yeah, like confianza, like comfort, Con like confianza? confidence. Yeah. Like we aren't our parents. Like me and dad aren't our parents. Like we know what's going on out there as much as you think we're disconnected and we may be like maybe we don't know the drug scene maybe we don't know the music scene but the things that we did the things you're doing are super appropriate and what we did to our parents is very different than what you have to do with us like we're giving you the ultimate trust ultimate letting you have freedom and, and treating you with a lot of respect and responsibility try to give it back you know our parents just didn't trust us that generation just didn't let us. They just didn't let us leave anywhere. And they thought, if I keep her from going to prom, she'll never have sex. And then kids were worse in that generation. I didn't get into it, but we always get into it with him about how, like, we went to college and you could tell the parents, the, the, the kids that had strict parents, 
because they would lose their minds, right? When they got to college, <laughs> we don't want him to be that way. Anyway, <laughs> I brought up the generation before to try to parent him in this weird way. Like, like I'm not two generations away. Por donde vas, tú ya vengo. Yo le decía a my mom cuando llegaba a Buzz, le decía, es que I had my, I had a, um, me tomé una margarita, pero me la tomé con popote. Because popote, you know, drinking it from a, from a straw supposedly makes you get drunk faster. So I would say I had one margarita and I drank it through a straw. You know, she's like, yeah, right. I used to see you're so cute. Whatever you had to say, right? Whatever we what, had to yeah. say. Las, las mentinas. But why? Because you said it. Like, son otra yeah. generación. Que, like, pensaba lo peor. But we've been there, done that. Fuimos a, you know, college. Like, we saw that scene. So, qué bueno. Qué bueno that you're establishing that relationship para que el día de mañana te pueda contar con, you know, a gusto. Like, lo que, lo que, lo que él quiera sin tener que mentir, you know? But it's the sandwich generation. The pressure of, like... Mm. I call my mom and she's putting pressure on me. I, my kid, I'm like, make, make sure you're not a drug addict. Like, you know, like, the pressure of like, <laughs> Dino las drogas siempre. Yeah, like, let's make sure that we're both okay on both sides. Like, dear God. Yeah. That reminds me of Sandrita, of Sandunga, when she would say, todo con exceso, nada con medida. <laughs> and she would, like, change it up. And I was like, wait, I remember the first time she told me, andale, puedo, pero todo con exceso, nada con medida. And I was like, I love that. Wait, that's not how it goes, right? <laughs> what, Sandrita? Like, our Sandra would say that? Our Sandra! I our love Sandra. that she would say that. That is so cute. I thought Sandra like yeah. your suegra. I was like, damn. Get no, no, no. I would have said my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. Yeah. No. Yeah, our Sandrita. Say one more time. Say one more time. That's the tip of the day. <laughs> Todo con exceso, nada con medida. Si te portas mal, me invitas. Yeah, I used yeah. to hear my uh, my ex's family would say, portense bien. Y si se portan mal, me cuentan. And I'm like, yeah, right. But that, that, si te portas mal, me invitas is better. Yeah, mejor. No, pues que bueno. I mean, yeah, this is this is part of the conversation that we have to keep on having and, you know, and rely on your friends, you know, having your network for support, like, me, me pasó esto, like, or I'm dealing with this, uh, porque, and we're going to talk to a therapist next, but having conversations with our own parents, it's, it's hard, y por más que uno intente, it's like one ear, not the other, because you know, they're from another generation y a veces no entienden. So it's hard to be okay with it and sit with it because we're learning so many things, right? Being first gen, pero pues again, they're, they're another generation y pues hay que respetar. And, um, you know, everything that we said today, of course, is con todo respeto a nuestros papás that are aging. Um, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's exhausting. But at the same time, I think we're so grateful that we get to experience that and that our children are seeing that. Um, si no tienen, do you guys have any final comments before we wrap up? I would say all we said today is also con respeto a la younger generation that has yeah. their lives put on blast, yes. but that's mm -hmm. how it is. We got to also speak from the heart and be honest so that others can hear very real examples of what it's like to be sandwiched between parenthood and adulthood, which means parenting your parents. Gracias, chicas, to, for being here and for um, yeah sharing everything that we shared today. Um, if you are an avid listener and want to continue the conversation, you know how to find us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Level of Latina. On Twitter, we are at Latina underscore up. También, if you are interested in our one-on-one -on -one coaching or our guilt-free squad or monthly sessions, please reach out via our website, leveloflatina.com. Our email is admin at leveloflatina.com. And with that, thank you for listening. Thank you for just being here and showing up. Gracias, muchachonas. Uh, un beso a ustedes, a nuestros 
a nuestras mamis, a nuestros papis y a, a los niños también, a nuestros muchachos. Por bravo, supuesto. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Y también un recordatorio súper rápido. Don't forget, September 30th, our annual brunch, our breakthrough brunch, our Level Up Latina brunch. Come out and uh, start saving the date, the 30th of September in Southern California, more than likely Los Angeles, California. So save the date, ladies and gents, if you're willing to come over and uh, spend the day, spend the afternoon with us. We'd love to see you all there. <laughs>